I'm not a ranger yet, but I will be uh, in, the, in the future. Once a ranger, always a ranger. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Once a Ranger. Today, we will be talking about a press engagement and a different drum. I'm Minhas, and I'm joined with Nev, Akil, and Nick. Hi, everybody. Um, let's Hello. get right into it. Uh, Akil, as our resident newbie, a pressing yeah. engagement. Let's start with episode a pressing engagement. How is your thoughts? Okay. All right. So, so last time you guys were saying we're starting to feel out the Power Rangers formula. I think this episode, I finally know what that formula is. I am on board. This is. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. It's like introduce a problem, then Rita's like, ah, I see that problem. I'm gonna exploit it to capture the Power Rangers and conquer Earth. <laughs> uh, it doesn't always match up, but it's fine. I love her energy. <laughs> I love that Rita is very much just like the most pettiest person yeah. ever. Yeah. She's like, what are they going? What are they going over there? Oh, yeah. Matt, I'm gonna mess that up. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin their. Um, when Jason was like doing the like the reps, she basically was like, "What a what a loser! <laughs> yeah, what a loser! He can't do anything without his friends." He can't do anything today. She just yeah, <laughs> he's roasted him. He's like did two thousand bench press bench presses because he had to do it twice. And she's like, "Oh, what a loser!" Consecutively, oh my gosh! And she's like watching him pretty intently through her telescope. She like has like. With Jason specifically today. Okay, that I don't blame her for. I think we were all watching that pretty intensely. <laughs> two thousand, two thousand yeah. reps though. That's I, insane. I took a note. I was like, wait, like, at first I was like, wait, did he do this? In, are these like separate days that they're showing? But then she goes, he can't do anything today. I was like, he did two thousand today in this. Like, today. did he take a break between these attempts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. One thing I did make a note of um, was Kimberly, uh, in this episode and in the next episode, I'm going to make a note of it again. She is not a good friend in these two episodes. No, she is not doing, was... not on her best behavior. Um, not, no. like, Jason's trying to beat this record and he's doing it. And then she comes over, she's like, what's going on? And then she's blowing her bubbles and everyone's like, hey, look at Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly, get it together. <laughs> not now. <laughs> I mean, she was supporting him, though. She was cheering him on, to be fair. She's like, you got this, yeah. Jason. You know, so... I, was... yeah. I think I agree with me now, though. Like, she, was, she <laughs> yeah. just seemed kind of like... Yeah, okay, yeah, we're great. Like, oh, yeah, 10,000... <laughs> but then she started chewing gum randomly. And yeah, that just, like, time. Zach, I can see, like, being, like, you know, really sorry. And he does make the motions to actually, like, be... Like, to apologize. But Kimberly was also part of that problem. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm just gonna blow this giant bubble right now. <laughs> like yeah. that, that seems so, like, unfair. She didn't to Jason. even apologize at all. She's not like, oh, I'm sorry, I distracted you, or put the attention on me, or any of that. She just like blew it, and then she's mad at Zach. Yeah. I also, <laughs> I also like like the short attention span of these teenagers. Like this man is about to set a record for bench presses, and then it's like, but Kimberly's blowing up a, a bubble gum bubble. Like, why do we care? <laughs> <laughs> I also made a note about how Trini and uh, Billy aren't there yeah. for yeah. him to break his record. And they're like, you go later and they're just hanging out in Billy's garage. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> what kind of, like, this is like, of course, Jason feels like he needs to do everything on his own. You guys have not there for him when he's doing something <laughs> so important. 
I think that I was. I feel like that's that's just for for the plot because right. if Billy was there, nobody would have lost count. Yeah, true. that's true. true. But honestly, honestly though, this episode had like the most wildest runarounds for any forms of logic whatsoever. Oh yeah. Because like they for okay, so the first three the, the monster attacks, the Sphinx attacks. Yes. And the, what is it? Uh, Rita comes up with this idea. Oh, the Sphinx will like separate them right mm -hmm. uh, no one said anything about demorphing them either you know like so they just so they would demorph when they when they disappeared so jason is just by himself i don't know what's stopping anybody from just going back <laughs> to jason everyone's like oh no we need to go re we need a command center we need to regroup and then yeah. and then zordon gives some weird explanation about the crystals once again, yes. you need to use a crystal to get back to Jason. I was like, that doesn't make any sense, sir. Like that just yeah. <laughs> they could go before. Why can't they go now? That is no there's there's no plot that like kind of over over that that makes that all make sense. Right. Um yeah. I remember just watching it, I was like, they're just they're just saying whatever to yeah. keep them away well, from everybody. I, I took a note of that too because he sent them away, they land on like the balance beam back in the, the community center. Um, and they're still in the same location. Then he gets sent somewhere else, which, okay, I could suspend my disbelief and be like, okay, he got sent to some other area, unreachable, even though it was just, like, a quarry or whatever. But but I was like, fine, he sent him to this space that is, you know, unreachable by Zordon. I bought that, but it was just the order was was wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they just were like, they're just sitting on that balance beam, like, what do we do now? I was like, go back! Go back! <laughs> go That's what back. you do! Yeah, yeah, go back now! <laughs> yeah. And those power crystals, they don't do anything that they already can't do before, right? So yeah. it, it can help them teleport, and it can help their Megazords, but they already were doing that. Yeah. So, I, I felt like it was... I don't know how they went around, like, producing these episodes, because obviously in the first episode they wanted to show, like... Look, this is what the show's all about. Giant robots, you know, karate, you know, teenagers fighting these yeah. monsters. Like, and I felt like if they, you know how like in the last episode they did, they were like looking for their power weapons. I felt mm -hmm. like this episode would have been like the episode to be like, look, they have giant robots too. Right. Like that yeah. would have been the progression of like how that plot goes. Um, and this would have been that episode, but it like, it doesn't, it doesn't work because they already did it like <laughs> the first episode. Yeah, and I'm like it's not that big a deal. What are the point of the crystals? Because they never mention the crystals ever again. Like it's just part they of use them, though. They use them they all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like they I... use them in the next episode too. No, they Sorry, use Apple, them. Go ahead. We know this show is about selling toys to kids, like all kids yes. shows from the '80s and '90s. But mm -hmm. this episode felt like the people who are writing it were just playing with toys. Like, oh, here's a crystal. Oh, I'm yes. gonna explain to you what it does. You already know how to use it, and then it just does. A bunch of other things the that thing. they didn't say it does. <laughs> Did they ever make the crystals toys? I, I've seen I the crystals at like conventions. Mm -hmm. There's like yeah. a, I forget what the vendor's called, but they specifically sell like uh, Power Ranger props and they mm -hmm. sell the crystal. I've seen the crystals mm. and I was like, man, it's like, I, I know those exist. I've, I don't remember them ever using it though. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know officially if there was a toy. I do remember seeing them probably same as you, Nick, like around. Um, they're ugly, I think. I've never they're seen really one that... Yeah, but in the show, <laughs> they're think... ugly, too. Yeah. They are, yeah. I will say... I, I think Nub has something to say. Sorry, go ahead. Nub. Yeah, I was just gonna... So, this is just a funny note. So, um, uh, after time my turban, right, I use this, this, uh, 
it's called a salai in Punjabi. It's basically like a sewing needle, but we use it to like tuck in our hair and make sure it's all clean. Mm-hmm. I would always do the thing they do in the Zord where they're like, oh. <laughs> I do that every time after I've used this this tool to fix my hair because that's how ingrained power is still to this day, by the way, I still do it like it's it's my power crystal. <laughs> I don't know if it was like this episode or last episode, but there, it's it's when Billy jumps in the Zord. He, he says, I'm, I'm nominal. He doesn't say <laughs> he more does. phenomenal. He just says, I'm nominal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, what is that? That's not even like a, a Power Ranger thing. That's just, that's not, that's just not phenomenal. That's not- <laughs> I'm just here, guys. And speaking of Billy, on a related note, saying funny things, they're just like in their garage, as I mentioned earlier. And um, Kimberly's like, oh no, we have to help Jason. And he's just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <The delivery was- laughs> Not good. He just goes, oh no. That's it, Billy? <laughs> Give me some emotion, damn it. It's, just yeah. it's, uh. it's every week for these kids. I'm sure Billy is over it. <laughs> well, it's only like, what, four or five times at this point? Yeah. Billy is probably <laughs> over it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, one, no- one more thing I did like. I like how uh, Bulk was the holder of the... Of mm-hmm. the um, yes. Of the of the record, I thought that was yeah. a that was pretty fun, I, and I liked how they presented it. Like they didn't just say like "Ah, oh, Bulk has the record." And I, like Bulk came in and was like, "You're never gonna beat my record," you know. <laughs> I, I felt like that was a very smart way to like kind of show that like, yeah. okay, so he's not actually just an oh he's not actually just an idiot. Like he can yes. do something, yeah. you know. That just explains why he keeps challenging Jason mm. and the other teens. Like every episode, it's like, oh, he he actually can challenge them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like in the last episodes, um, you really don't see his physical abilities. Sure. Um, and then there's a couple of things that they do that kind of like toe the line of fat phobia, mm-hmm. um, especially with Bulk and then Ernie as well. In this episode, they yes, did that Ernie, in the beginning. Yeah. So it's nice to them to kind of swerve that trope because there, re- there really is no reason why Bulk shouldn't be able to hold that record. Because, um, yeah. you know, for like a lot of bodybuilders do have like, are you know bigger built so uh, yeah. i mean i think that's great that they just had some merit to bulk and skull especially since before this moment they've just been kind of goofy yeah i don't remember ernie being like this buffoon character that he was like kind of being in this one you know like he couldn't he wasn't keeping count and i felt like that was just kind of disingenuous I was like i've never yeah. known ernie to do that ernie's like 110 percent whatever these kids are doing so it's yeah. like kind of weird to kind of see him just sit there with like a what do you have like a burger and a soda? Yeah, yeah. Like, one thousand eight, one thousand nine. Where are we again? Like that is that just seems yeah. so weird. Yeah, and out of character. And then Kimberly again being mean. She's like, "Can you talk to me without that food in your mouth?" Yeah. Like, like she just kind of like really quippy and like, yeah. Ernie's, Ernie was strange in this episode. I don't think we see him like that ever again either. Yeah, I can't um, imagine that's like really appealing. Yeah. Especially like being like just teenagers like at a rec center, like I would never want to come back. This is awful. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I like I like the um kind of puns and really like quippiness of the characters. You're really starting to see that now. Um, especially in between uh with that cake, it's like happy birthday, mom. Oh yeah. Uh, I love the little cute little like things that they go for this. And the one thing I like about Mighty Morphin, and it kind of this doesn't happen 
they lose this over the seasons. Um, they really focus on the characters as opposed to what's going on with the Zords and stuff. But because um, the next the seasons after are all streamlined and really like cut and focused, they really focus on, hey, this is this, the episode with this sword, this is the episode with this weapon, this is the episode with this monster. But in this one, it's just like, what are the teens doing? And then mm-hmm. the monsters are just kind of like bubbling around. And it's almost really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like the end with the cake where they're just kind of or they, they, they do extend like a, a, a like a friendship to Bulk and Skull too, even though like they are kind of jerks. It's like they're kind of friends, but like yeah. not really. But you know, yeah. like they're 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 supposed to be our heroes and like you know, expect the best out of them. And then Bulk just falls in the cake and it's like, ah ha, ha see, this yeah. is just a funny little yeah. episode where a bunch of nonsense happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually the final frame of of that episode of a pressing engagement is to me i I wrote in my notes it encapsulates like all of power rangers but especially mighty Morphin power rangers because it's the five of them like laughing and then bulk and skull just like leaning on each other with cake on their face and i'm just like that's that's power rangers literally just like these five friends and these two (laughs) like it's so perfectly and like the the show freeze frames on it and then the credits so i'm like that's Power Rangers. I was just like that. If you need a, if you need to know what Power Rangers is, it's that image. It exactly really is. Yes, and then, yeah, I love that because then it's like the dun dun dun, dun like the iconic little yeah. ends like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, if I if I can swerve and go back to the power crystals for a second, Wait, I just yes. remembered something. Um, once again, what doesn't make sense is Jason's like rummaging through the rocks for these. Like, how did he know to do that? And then he picks he them won- up and he's. And he's, he saw a little sparkle on the side of the mountain. And so he ran towards that, put his sword down, and started digging, I guess, where the sparkle was. Well, it came out of his sword. Oh, did while. it? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did came it? out of his oh, sword. I must have missed that. I must yeah. have missed that. It was very that fast, was, to be fair. Second. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, you see something shiny in the rock, and you start digging for it in the middle of the battle? That doesn't make sense, Jason. And then, but he knew that these would bring his friends to him. Like, yeah, that... He had this, yeah. In, <laughs> He's like, my friends are going to come. And then they show up and they don't say anything. They're just kind of there. It was, and then now we're going to bring our swords with these power crystals. Um, It's just, it was really funny. It was just kind of like this episode, again, you could see the, even though we're starting to see the pattern, you could see them still trying to figure it out. But I think we finally, finally have the morphing grid be officially introduced because um, Zoran goes, Tap into this, use these crystals to tap into the morphing grid. Um, so we know it can be tapped into, we know it can be hacked. <laughs> Already, very, very early on, we have the yeah. morphing grid um, established. And that's pretty That's pretty good, episode five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed yeah. um, that they they brought Goldar back again for them to fight, just for him to run away again. <laughs> I, I don't know why he's so scared of that sword. Like, every time they bring down the sword, and they're like, yo, let's go. Mono y mono, you know? But then and he's like, no, I'm out. I'm not dealing with no, that. I'm not, not dealing with it again. I really, um, I don't know why, but I really like the King Sphinx monster. He's probably one of my favorites for some reason. Yeah, I think I just like cool. the design of it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought his voice was lower pitched until I watched this episode. And it's like kind of higher, which is fine. But it just, it didn't fit the intimidation factor that I thought came with it. I think it's similar right. to what you were saying, Minhas, about... Um, the Bones monster, I think King Sphinx is also in one of the video games. And it's just right, like, right. So, and he's just memorable. Like, it's a very memorable design. 
And maybe it's also because it's him and, like, even as brief as it is, it's him and Jason. So there's, like, that that tied, you know, that connection and because I like Jason so much. So I'm focused on... And so... Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just appreciated... I just like the monster. You know, they're, like, right. some monsters that are just whatever and kind of forgettable, like the next episode monster. But, like, King Sphinx and several others, they're just in my brain to think about them. Good next to Goldar. Um, when I was watching this episode, I'm like, this is a really good uh, balance because they have the similar kind of aesthetic going on mm-hmm. um, with the gold theme, the wings and whatnot. Um, so it definitely worked together. But I did think about you, Nick, when Goldar dipped. And I'm like, wow, he, he, he has survival <laughs> skills. And I thought about you again at the end because uh, Jason and Trini hold hands. Yeah, they do. They do hold hands. They hold hands. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he breaks the record and then she's like she holds his hand up first, like in victory, and then she's still yeah. just holding his hand. I was yeah. like, ah. <laughs> It was like the end all day. I was like, mm, it goes on to something. Especially, so she says earlier, uh, Jason and Zach are sitting together and we have this parallel uh to that first episode where Trini and Kimberly are like whispering together when they're talking about Jason. Same thing happens with Zach and Jason and they're looking at Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Like Jason mm-hmm. is like watching her. Um, not in a creepy way, in a like hard eyes kind of way almost. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so this is still like happening. But then Trini comes in and that was like a lingering hand holding. And I'm like, whoa, well, hey, Jason. There, there's another thing in the. Oh, this is good, we're, I guess we'll segue into the next episode, which is um, what was the name of the next episode? Different drum. Different drum. Different drum. Okay, there's a scene yeah. in there, and we're gonna we're gonna go back and recap the whole thing. But there's a scene in there where like he's like arm wrestling Trini, like Jason's yes. arm wrestling Trini, and Zach is sitting right behind her, yeah. like yeah. right behind her, and her his arms right there, and I'm like, dang, what are these teens up to, yeah. man? Like, yeah. I like you yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, 90s are wild. Even after, so they're they're really close. Something happens off off camera. Yep. They go back, and Zach is like, they're literally like yeah. cu- almost cuddling. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that too. Like <laughs> Trini. But now that, now that we're talking about this episode, I want to bring up Kimberly again, and she is mean. She is mean. mean. <laughs> She's so mean. Like, like Billy is like in an accident. And she's like, this is not how you get girls. And then leaves. Doesn't even <laughs> help him. Doesn't, Doesn't help him. he's okay. Yeah. She, is. she is like so extraordinarily nice to the new girl. <laughs> she's yeah. so like, I can almost forgive her being mean to her friends. I just thought it was so weird and random. Like he literally just got embarrassed. And then she's just like, yeah, we're going to. <laughs> now we're gonna put your dating life into question too. Like that doesn't that just seems so random to yeah. do. And then doesn't and she's wrong up. about it because because he ends up meeting a girl through it anyway. So yeah, yeah that's cute. And then Trini comes and like helps him up and brings him to the side. She's the best. Trini is the best. Um, and then he says something. Uh, I thought about you, Akio, um, that he's bad at dancing, oh, but yeah. he said it in a weird way. Um, <laughs> His Billy is. He said, oh. Yeah, in his little Billy, and then Trini's I, like, "I bad." He says he's bad at dancing because she's the only one who understands him. I I almost had sympathy for him because I also go to dance classes to meet women, and it doesn't work. But then he described <laughs> dancing like that, and I'm like, "No, nope, you lost it." 
I'm sorry. We're just, I want to. I want to address one last thing in the last yeah, episode yeah, go, since go we're like away. talking. Um, there was when they were getting attacked by the Sphinx. The two, the two, I forget the, the those two names. They they showed up just to watch. Oh, Squat and Bubba. Yes. Yeah, they just showed up to watch. And then someone, I think Zach was like, "Where are they?" Or like, yeah. "What's going on?" He goes and punches. Like, What's going on here? And then they're like, "We don't know." And he's like, oh, and then he just goes up and punches them. It's like, what is? That's so intense. That's kind of mean. I almost took a note of that because I was like, I think that's the first time they've ever been active, like. Because they do this, they do show up sometimes, but they don't do anything. They don't really. They have... don't do anything. So I was like, "Why did Zach go and strike him?" Now <laughs> <laughs> the monster Kimberly disappeared. So I think he was asking about that. Yeah. And he was like, "In the yeah. moment, yeah. I just lost my friend. I don't know where she is. I'm gonna punch these aliens, I guess." What's right. so, so interesting funny. too about that is, I guess we can't see what where everyone is. Because to me, I'm like, the Sphinx sent her away. Like, that, isn't that obvious? But I guess wherever right. Zach was, was away from where the Sphinx was. So he was just yeah. like, oh, Kimberly's just not here anymore. Because it's, it's very interesting understanding, like, everybody's placement. Because Jason was like, no, it's the Sphinx. And I was like, well, how did he know? But Zach didn't know. I was just... Right. <laughs> well, are you going to ask the Sphinx? They might, you know. They might, yeah. They might hurt you if you go and they, ask they them, try to ask them a question. Can we pause this fight real quick? Hey, what happened to Kimberly? No. (laughs) Bring it back to the spectators. They know. To bring it back to the second episode, um, like that that moment just reminded me of the thing that we focused on the last last thing we talked about was like never escalate a situation. And I was like, Zach definitely escalated that situation, (laughs) just punching them in the face for no reason. Um, But also in this episode, in in the, the second one we watched, it, they morph before they go into the cave. I think, yes. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, they didn't even like, check if the girl was like hiding properly. Yeah. Yeah. They just morphed. <laughs> like they immediately just, morph. They, yeah. they didn't even tell her to hide properly because the entire time Kimberly's like signing to her and like lip reading and everything. Yeah. And then as she's running away, Kimberly's like, "Go hide. Make sure you're safe." While her back is turned. Yeah. <laughs> just she's scared. For for uh, the listeners, uh, this character is hearing impaired. Yes. So um, this episode does focus on this character who is hearing impaired, and it's it's great for representation and whatnot. But there are some like slip ups here and there where like this character can't hear what you're saying. How are you going to communicate in this like SOS situation? What yeah. needs to be done? Yeah, yeah. I, and- I I think it was a really good. Like, I, I, obviously, I'm not d- deaf or, or hearing impaired or anything like that. So it's it's really hard to, like, say, like, what someone might think of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think I can appreciate it for, you know, taking that step in this show. Like, this show does a lot. You know, mm-hmm. you, you find more bits of it as you go along of, like, including as many points of view as possible. And I really enjoyed just having this moment. Like, yeah, there were things that you could have, like, put into question, like, sh- um, like, some people just like understood her but then other people like didn't for the mm. sake of plot like you know it just seems yeah like, like when she she's like running to jason and jason's like yeah. what's happening what's happening right now what are you mm-hmm. saying to me um but it's great that uh kimberly immediately knows how to sign as well that they included mm-hmm. that kimberly knows how to sign and that's i think akko you were saying oh she was nice to that character and that's yeah, why you can nice forgive her for being mean to billy <laughs> <laughs> And then if you notice, like, literally in the next scene, she she is signing when she's doing her dance class. Like, mm-hmm. you can see it yeah. settle when she's saying left, right? She is signing yep. how to do that. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And I like how they focused on this character as, like, 
her her uh, her being hearing impaired was her advantage as yeah. opposed to her disadvantage and i like that they played with that instead of making it like oh she would need saving or whatnot like she was the hero mm-hmm. yeah and for people who haven't watched the episode why are you here but also uh, the <laughs> weapon that rita used was like music that put people under a spell and made them dance yeah so yes that's yes. why like it it like the the problem that she identified was i guess billy can't dance used music and then the solution to that was somebody who can't hear the music i thought that was like a really succinct way of of adding that sort of character and that sort of representation in yeah the pettiest person for real just (laughs) to just be like what are they doing now they're dancing I'm a killer with music. That's what yeah. I'm gonna it's do this so, time. She's so adamant about it too. Like Finster's like, I can make you a monster that breathes fire. And she's like, no. They have to sing, they have to dance. They have to make them dance. She's adamant about it. I noted so, he he suggested a fire breathing hedgehog, which I'm kind of mad we never see in the series. Because that sounds deadly. <laughs> I would love to see a fire breathing hedgehog. So and we know we can make it because he's like, I can make this. Yeah. It never yeah. shows up again. That's really funny. But speaking about escalating, um, I, I guess this isn't really escalating, but when Balkan Skull actually show up in this episode, there's a brief moment when Jason looks like he's like straight up going to beat up Balkan. Oh, when he kicks like, the chair. Was... I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. He kicks the chair uh, from under Jason and Jason's like going to like. <laughs> lunges. He like him. lunges yeah. at him. Yeah. And, like, hold him back. Yeah, I was like, that's the first time I've ever seen Jason that pissed. Yeah. yeah. I got a genuine laugh out of the whole that whole bit by Bulk, though. Like, it wasn't just like, a ha-ha, this is a child. Like, I laughed when he does the one, two, three, and just kicks the chair out. I yeah, laughed was, so yeah, hard. Yeah, pretty good. All right, I lie. Um, so, so it's like, yeah, classic Bulk is, like, not doofy. Like, he even, when he, like, does Zach's dance... Uh, he actually he does it like yeah. up until like the splits that's where he kind of fumbles yeah. and then clearly and we've seen in the last episodes he's not flexible that's not his strength but he he was like on rhythm he was like doing the moves and I'm like whoa Bulk actually does actually know how to dance yeah I think that's what keeps them kind of relevant the whole time you know it's like they're not just like yeah they're shit talkers and they're just there to like be annoying but like Ball can actually do something, you yeah. know? Skull's just there to just kind of, like, mm-hmm. hype him up, which is nice to have a support system when you have somebody yeah. that's just trying to do as best as he can. Yeah, um, but he's not even, like, he's, like, the worst support system. He yes. is. He is. <laughs> but they're not uh, incompetent, is, is the point, right? Is they, they are capable of doing things. I mean, like, even in the first episode, he does a sidekick really well. Like, as much yeah. as they try to... Right. The, the show makes it seem jokish with the music and everything. He executes a sidekick. It's, it's just not something yeah. just anybody just does at random. So like he has some skill and abilities, um, but yeah. his own ego tends to put him in the situation of then right. having cake on his face. <laughs> right. Funny. Yeah. Well, it's like fu- it's like funny and sad. Like comic book trivia is uh, Skull. Skull and Billy used to be best friends. Oh, yeah. Like, they used to be best friends as kids. Wow. So they would like come over sense. and like hang out. I can they, see that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they were best friends, and then when they got to high school, Skull started hanging out with Bulk, and now there's like this like weird tension that they have. At least in the comic books, that's, that's just, so like, interesting. The... So interesting. It is because yeah. I it, the way you look at Bulk and Skull and Akil. Well, I want your opinion on this with fresh eyes. 
Um, the way you look at Bulk and Skull is it seems like they were together since childhood. They look like they were childhood friends. And in my head canon, I've always seen them as they've been together forever and they're going to stick it together forever. And that's just how... So it's interesting that it wasn't always like that. It was just... It's new in high school. Mm. What do you think, Akko? Yeah, I... Like, when I was first introduced to them, I thought they were, like, very surface level. Like, the big one and the skinny one. Like, from 101 Dalmatians, you have the big one yeah. and the skinny one. Home Alone, <laughs> you have the big one and the skinny one. Mm. Lion King, you have the big one and the skinny one. So <laughs> I thought it was, like, just that trope. But as we're learning more about, especially Bulk and what he can actually do and why he keeps failing when he tries these things. It's like, I, I'm seeing like a lot of, it's probably not intended to be that deep, but like a, a deeper character in him. And I, I feel like we're not seeing enough of that with Skull because mm. he's he is like the archetypal comic relief. I feel like we're not seeing that much. So to yeah. learn that he like has a backstory in the comic books, that's really exciting for me. And I'm probably gonna like layer that on as I continue to watch the show and be like, all right, what is what is Skull really doing in this <laughs> <Yeah>. situation? <laughs> I, I think that's why I enjoy the comics so much is like, they just continue to add layers to these characters that I already know so much. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is like, Jason is, is still Jason, but he's also a himbo in the comics. Like he's actually just kind of- I love that. He's like, oh, like he's literally. very smart, intelligent when it comes to like fighting and tactical things, but like, the, the the just incompetence of not knowing that like Trini's trying to hit on him. He's like, yeah, let's just yeah, I'm down to lift these rocks for ten hours straight. Like that's that's all he wants to do. Um, but like it adds more layers to these characters that I really yeah. enjoy. And it's like kind of a unique experience because I'm rereading it on top of rewatching the show, and it's like, man, like this is this is they don't skip a beat. Like he like mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Higgins is really good at like making sure these characters still feel like they like they are from the TV show even though like they're like an expansion of who they are so highly recommend. i love that but, yeah. yeah and i think like uh going off of that as well with this rewatch jason oh man i had forgotten how much i love jason um even in this rewatch um i, I always know like hey yeah i like jason but when i'm watching the show i'm like oh my god i am i love jason like a lot <laughs> like he's just dumb um just because he's so and it's like what you said he definitely is he's him in the show as well right like he has his strengths and weaknesses but he's just so wholesome mm-hmm. and, his, and he's just doing his own thing and i think he really is a pillar of what is important to the team and um i think for me personally and i'm not gonna talk too much about it because we'll get there when we get there that content when tommy shows up like i i felt slighted <laughs> personally and i'm curious to know if i'm still gonna feel that way when this time so i'm really excited to get there but akil um in terms of skull we do get more character from skull later as well yeah, so okay. um now yeah. we're in the beginning we're kind of like really getting to know these characters um and speaking of getting to know these characters like even um wait what's babu what's the other one's name Squat um squat and babu like what are they doing right like in the last episode they were just watching and in this episode they're cooking yeah. <laughs> they're like, and then and then in like the second episode they were there to like just play, plant a bomb like they're just kind of yeah. like little henchmen that are just yeah. like doing miscellaneous tasks and i feel like that but i might be remembering incorrectly that's kind of like thematically continues they're kind of just there to like be there and yeah. um these and they're conti- they're like continual characters, mm-hmm. which I think is just like an interesting to note because why were they having a party and they kidnapped these girls and made them dance 
Like, not even to lure the Power Like, they are like, oh, we're doing this to lure the Power Rangers, but you didn't need to make them dance while yeah. they were, like, waiting. They literally wanted to do that. They literally wanted to have these girls dance with putties and, like, have a party and made them, like, cook for them. And, it, and <laughs> that scene was so bizarre to watch because it felt genuinely so evil, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, when it, came, it comes to, like, Power Ranger lore, I'm like, this is the most, one of the most evil like genuinely evil things like kidnapping girls and making them dance for you for you i don't remember their backstory but I, who's the one that makes the monsters uh finster the, the finster? Clay. finster finster's backstory finster's is really wild. sad finster's backstory is insane like he had a wife and a family and then they died and then he tried to remake them as clay people and never worked uh continued to never work so it's kind of like frankenstein essentially but like you know there's they're, they're really dark these people these these monsters are really dark that uh, in the um, Sentai or American? American. This is oh my god, that's official American is, canon. Uh, yeah, Boom Comics um, uh, canon. So it's it happened. I'm telling you, they they messed it, they <laughs> they messed with the formula a lot. So I don't I don't remember what their backstory is or if they even have one. But it's like no, if, the show if is running with the same with like a similar crowd, they're probably all kind of messed up in some kind of way. Yeah. In the show, oh, yeah, I was about to real. say something so nice about Squat and Babu. Go ahead. <laughs> No. no, say it. Say, say what's yeah. nice. I, I feel like their energy is the energy I want to bring to my job, too. Like, okay, <laughs> we're going to capture the Power Rangers. We're going to dance. Seems like a party. Let's cook some food, right? Oh, these giant monsters are going to come down and defeat the Power Rangers. What am I going to do? Stay up in space with Rita and watch? No, grab some popcorn and have a seat. Right? <laughs> they're, they're making the most out of the situation that they're in. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah, really All right, now what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I, I don't, first of all, I don't think they give any backstory to these characters in the show, but um, I think my biggest thing was, at least early on, Rita has decent plans. Uh, I mean, we always joke around that she does, like, later on, I feel like she just gets tired and frustrated, so she's just like, send a monster down. But, like, look, in, like, that one episode, she tried to trap them in a time warp. It, all the plans are a little wonky, but still, like, there's, like, this idea of, like, things she can do. Trap him in a time warp. Oh, she sees Jason as, like, kind of this leader or that he needs his friends, so what is the best thing to do? Separate him from Separate his friends. Yes. In the other episode, he had, she had those, like, multiple attacks going on, right? When uh, uh, Kim and Trini went to the that dump site. So they got attacked there, and then she sent a monster. And then this one, okay, lure the Power Rangers in by kidnapping these people that they know. And it's like, there are these, like glimmers of really of brilliance in terms of her attempts at you know taking down the power rangers that i feel like we lose later on generally speaking just because it's like again I, I think she just gets tired i think she's just like just try this monster that does this thing you know like right. later on it's just like oh this monster can like you know teleport things so get, get it's just like there's no real you know there's no uh, I feel like there's not enough passion behind it later on. Whereas early on, I'm I'm seeing in this rewatch, like, oh, these plans are not bad. Uh, right. <laughs> does she ever? Not, does she ever like shift her focus away from like attacking the pirate? Because like I understand that she hates the Power Rangers and she's like, I have to get rid of them. But like, if her point is like to, if her if her goal is to conquer Earth, why isn't she just making plans to like conquer Earth? You know what I mean? Like all her mm. plans are centered around destroy the Power Rangers. Like yeah. that's not. 
destroying the Power Rangers does not conquer Earth. Does that make sense? Well, like, well, that's that's what she says. Like in the beginning of each episode, she needs to destroy the Power Rangers so that she can conquer Earth. I think she's assuming mm-hmm. if she tries uh, okay, to conquer yeah. Earth, the Power Rangers will stop her. So she needs to focus on that problem first. And that's yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm really sad that that Nuv said that the the plans kind of get tired. To my her. recollection, like, I could be wrong. You know, there's yeah, some that like, are pretty good though. Really intentional. Yeah. Like, yeah. She is like studying these people, <laughs> finding their weakness, and then they can only be exploited. Like it's not that they're defeating these monsters regularly. The plans are only overthrown because they found a way around their weakness and grown as a team, right. grown right, as right, a person, right? right. Which so <laughs> it's it's like so good for if you're doing monster a week, if you're doing conflict a week, this is such a good formula. I hope it doesn't go away. Which is really highlighted in a future episode. I'm not gonna talk okay. about it too much, but like it's one of my favorite episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's a two parter yeah. actually. Um and it highlights the growth of the of the, the power range of each each person. I really like mm-hmm. that episode, it's awesome. really fun. But that one's also a really good plan actually. Um and again, I this, could be wrong. We'll be finding out because I just feel like it got more formulaic as it went. But maybe every week she is doing something similar like this. Um, I don't mind. I like that. Yeah. I like. I sometimes living in a world where like every villain is like relatable. Every villain is a, like an anti-hero or whatever. Yeah. I I I want my like just Saturday morning cartoon villain that's like ah they're dancing this week. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fuck up. I'm gonna fuck up with them. Yeah. Up with some music. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I one plot. This is from the Sentai, but I just have to share it because it will ever forever stick with me. I've only seen a handful of episodes from the Sentai, but Bandora, who's Rita's Japanese counterpart character, she she sees this forest being chopped down, so she her plan is to trap kids within the trees that are gonna be chopped down. Oh my god. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Evil. I feel like Sentai Rita is like so evil. Like, she is. And I, I'm like you, like you know, where I haven't really seen too many things. But Nick, talking about like tragic backstories, Sentai Rita like has a tragic backstory, very similar to what you were saying about Babu. Like her husband died or something like that, and she, she kind of goes insane. Um, but I don't really like comparing the two yeah. uh because like the american one is the american one like it yeah, has its own one. they're so radically different yeah. different I think this is yeah. why like being in the the power ranger sentai fandom for like such a long time like i, I think i did ask that question at some point of like why isn't it just like all considered one thing it's like because they're completely different things yeah especially mm-hmm. when it made that transition like japan has their obviously they came up with the whole sentai like um ranger costume idea but like america really just takes it and like makes it its own like saban like reinvented yeah. it, it created the morphing grid which is now like this huge thing in current mm-hmm. power ranger lore I, I thought it was just a bunch of word salad you know but now it's like oh it's a, it's a real thing now yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no power rangers without the morphing grid now i just can't imagine a world without anything yeah. being related to the morphing grid it's just mm-hmm. it's so wild to me yeah it, it is it definitely has developed to its own yeah. lore. And I think re- this episode really was the first time that you really see the the kind of splicing. I mean, you can tell it's splicing, but in this one, because it's so nonsensical, what's happening, this plan is kind of like all over the place. You can see the writers thinking. Like, it's yeah. like the first time you actually can see, how do we make this, what do we write in this over 
voiceover to make the scenes make sense and come together. And I feel like you can tell that these are separate episodes, like, pushed together instead of they they take it directly from one Sentai episode. I think that's why the American ones are their own thing, because they're they're not taken from one Sentai episode. They're taken from multiple together to make scenes. And I think, Nick, you mentioned Blade uh, in, in her earlier episode of our podcast where they reuse the Goldar scene over and over again. Yes, I think yes. Uh, so. That's yeah. That really holds true to that. It's like they're splicing a bunch of episodes together, so it can't be a one-on-one. Also, the the the, the footage they use of, of of Rita from the Japanese Sentai footage, her facial expressions are just on point. Like <laughs> every time they get a close-up on her, like she's always looking through the looking glass, like, huh? Like just, just always <laughs> looking at them. She's really into it. I'm like, yeah, I want to know what's going on over there. I love that. I love how expressive she is. I mean, yeah. you can tell she really has a headache when she says, like, I have a headache. Um, <laughs> so if you don't mind to continue that thought about um, it's clearly not a one-on-one and it's spliced together weird. This episode, this guy is a pi- piper, right? And <laughs> But then when he's doing his little thing with the Megazord, suddenly these buildings are coming yeah. up. And they don't explain why that's happening. Like, it's it just like, why, also- why are these... I was like, he also turns so, into a boulder. Like, is it switches from him to a boulder? Like that he's yeah. To, it was just like I. It was very disorienting, which is I think what they were showing, but it had nothing to do with his previously established power. <laughs> also, it does not sound like an accordion. I was like so bothered by that. I was like, you have some of the best sound direction happening in the show, and you're telling me there was no accordion sound in any. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems ridiculous. I mean, I'm just nitpicking, but that's just funny. Yeah. I really thought, I was like, oh, he's in a, like, he has an accordion. He's going to hear an accordion. Never happened. Never happened. And I was like, okay. All right, then. <laughs> Speaking of ridiculousness, uh, when the main character goes back to find help, one, she didn't call the cops, but two, she goes straight to Jason, who is working out at the food counter. Like, eat a was sandwich, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason. You just, did a, you just did a thousand, thousand pull-ups in the last episode. Two thousand in a day. Three thousand by the end of it. Three thousand. Yeah. You don't have to work out at the food camp. Like you can take a break. He's yeah. got to keep his muscles out. warm. He's, he's got to keep record. going. Yeah. Got to make Chance sure he's ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else is he gonna do? You know. Yeah. He, he practically works there. At the well, he does work there. He volunteers. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, do they all work there? No, I don't think so. Right? I think it's well, just something yeah. going on. There. Teaching yeah. classes. Yeah. Like Kim, yeah, today, like not today. In this episode, Kimberly was teaching the class. Okay, okay, yeah. 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 Like, I know there was like another comic book trivia. They 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 do actually state like, oh, we are going to be helping at the at the community center. All of well, Jason says. Ah, uh, you guys all work here now. That's basically it. You didn't ask anybody. <laughs> Ernie was going out of business or something because, like, all of the pirate, like, the pirate attacks were leading were leading people to like not leave their homes and like right. leave town. <laughs> um, and he's like, I don't have any help. Like, no one, no one can help. And he's like, Oh, I have an idea. And then Jason's just like, Yeah, we all work here now. <laughs> so I guess that kind of that kind of makes sense that like they're doing classes. I don't know. Bill, I don't think I've ever seen Billy do a class. I know. I feel like that's what. What does Billy do? He does, oh, he does in the he school. Sure. He teaches some science stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah tutoring he's, and he's stuff. He's a tutor. He's supposedly. Yeah. Rocky also does science stuff. 
Uh, Can we which is like, like yeah, let's talk about Billy really quick in that ending. Like that yeah. guy. <laughs> That guy's either a genius or he's evil because, like, there's no way he didn't know how to dance. The whole episode, I don't know how to dance, yeah. guys. I'm sorry. Like, oh, I, appendages, not you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just gets up and was that actually him that you think that you think he actually Probably because it's fuzzy. Like the quality of the um of the show is very poor. I mean, it's from right. the '90s. You can't tell. Like, I can't see in his face if it's somebody different. Mm. What about you guys? It's gotta be him, right? He's a martial artist. Be he him. can he can dance. He was faking it like the actor was faking it before for sure. Yeah. But like I, I don't doubt that it was him dancing. I think Yeah, and that's of... why Kimberly's like, she works miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like her him trying to impress the girl <laughs> has made him able to dance. I feel and, like, like that uh, takes away from like mm-hmm. from from Billy's achievement. This guy literally <laughs> did a handstand into like I don't know what I don't know any of these dance moves, but he like does a whole spin. He does the cartoon thing. I've never seen, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> anyone ever doing that. It is like perfectly. I'm like, man, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Kimberly uses this term. She goes, I always thought she was happening. Um, and I'm like, I remember as a kid, or even when I rewatched it in my teens, I didn't realize how much 90s slang they actually use. I thought it was actually, I actually had to rewind it because I'm like, what did she say? She thought she was what? And then she was like, happening. And I'm like, oh. And I was trying to remember if like later seasons do that because I feel like they don't. I feel like this one really is 90s teens. Yeah. Slang, right? Even, it's like literally 90s teens, yeah. Even in episode four, when Zach apologizes, she goes, it's casual. It's like, who says it's casual? It's yeah. casual. Like, what a, it, maybe people said that back in the 90s. I don't know. I was just like, that's an interesting phrase. That also just feels like she's saying, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know. It feels <laughs> very casual. much like I'm not going to accept your apology, even though we ruined <laughs> Jason's moment. Like, <laughs> it's, it's going to keep a Really? Okay, I know Nav will agree with me. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know if you'll agree with me. On the 2017 Power Rangers movie, I think Kimberly's the worst one out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> She's the worst one. Worst out of all. in Everybody what way? I mean, like... Well, just to, like, to, to, to condense She's cyber-bullies, right? Yeah, yeah. she cyber-bullies well, yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, by which... sending by sending somebody's like inappropriate pictures around the school yeah. and then we're yeah. supposed to just feel bad for it. I was like, no, you're a terrible yeah. bro. Of course I don't want to be friends with you. I wouldn't want to be friends with you either. That's like, true. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up straight up sucks. Um But I do like okay. Jason's approach in that movie too, where he's just like, You did a bad thing. That happens. Life sucks. Like just you gotta move mm. forward. Like he wasn't yeah, like but... just he wasn't showing the compassion, you know, like no, it's okay, no big deal. Like, you'd do that, right? It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you did a bad thing, but now you gotta deal with it. Like, freaking But that's the, that's suck it up. on Jason's character. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I'm just saying. It's like, oh, no, yeah. I wouldn't be your friend either. I would stop talking to you immediately. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, the point. Until like, we get... Yeah. I cannot wait till we get more of Zach's character development, because yes. so far, mm. what we're seeing... So in the previous episode, he's very archetypal, right? So he he's the dancer. Alpha wants him for, like, hip-hop dancing. In this episode, when they're talking about sign language, he goes, it's like rapping. Yeah. Uh, like, Power Rangers, come on. <laughs> come yeah. on. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I just need a little bit more from you here. Uh, so I think we will get that in the future, but right now it's very lackluster, I think. It also feels like he's always dancing. Like, 
It feels yeah. like he's Which always... Which is fine. I like, mean, is but... it though? Like, Jason isn't always doing karate kicks, right? Like, well, Billy... Like, he was just working out. out. Just working out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Trini's the only one who doesn't just do what she is supposed to do 24-7. Yeah. Because, yeah, they'll show Kim, like, doing stuff on the balance beam and Billy being all dirty Billy. and Zach dancing. Because it was something I noted, like, the... Also, that episode ending is kind of weird with five because it's like the four of them and then that other girl who gets no name and she's just like mm-hmm. at the table with them i just found it so weird i just like why is this girl there like <laughs> i know why she's there because it was part of the plot but like they're watching billy and i'm just like but it should, billy should be in the circle like be, it just it was weird that it was this random <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl yeah, yeah. and not billy because that's like usually all episodes end kind of that way with like the five of them just like there so it was this Random girl with no name who we'll never see again. And it's just very. Oh no, we don't see her again. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. Very little characters are reoccurring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Barely Richie, the but we back. don't talk about Richie. Yeah. He comes back next episode. Looking forward oh, yeah. to that. Also, um, speaking of Billy, though, I don't know what remote controlled cart he was on, but that thing shouldn't have gone out and then come back. And got around and, yeah. <laughs> and like turned a bunch. I, I was like, yeah. who's, who's controlling this? This doesn't make sense. In my head, Canon, someone was mean and pushed him. Mm. Oh, that there. makes sense. Yeah. I'll take well, that. Did he? I thought he like got pushed into like the girls' locker room or something. Something like that. No. He went to some closet or some room with something. clothes. Yeah, because he had clothes that, when that he came back. Yeah. But but the. But the the inertia of this cart should not have lasted for as long as it did. Like, it swerved a bunch, and everybody's like, again, like, with the the rocket, <laughs> everybody's right. just like, oh no! The rocket, the, the, <laughs> did any of these actors get injured while doing, I'm like, sure. being on this show? Oh, I think sure. so, sure, probably. Because, like, they did all their own stunts, right? right? Like, because mm-hmm. that, that was part of the thing. And they would have to, like, act and then do their own stunts, which seems yeah. insane to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because that would never fly today yeah that that doesn't yeah. happen today talent yeah. doesn't do like all so of that. this isn't i don't know about the show but i remember i was literally just watching some like panel and they were talking about the movie the the 90 95 right the power rangers in the movie um yes, yes, yes. and while they were like on a break or something i think it was johnny young bosch and jason david frank were like running up this tree and like doing backflips and then like i jdf was like Oh, I, I bet I can run up like the whole thing or something. And, and Jayak Bosch was like, nah, it's good. But he does it and then he like falls and like <laughs> scars his face. So in the scene where they're rollerblading, he's in the back because I don't even think it's him. Oh, oh interesting. There's a lot of crazy stories and I know we're getting slightly off topic here, but there's one where JDF like is driving a car and someone he had someone on the roof of the car. Um and he was, it's, they're reckless. They were reckless back then. Um, JDF was notorious for um, really pulling pranks. I'm going to say nicely on the other cast members. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's wild looking at the show and think like seeing what they can get away with. And I'm like, man, yeah. that would that's liability. Someone's getting yeah. sued if someone does that. Like the way like that. But that's what makes it kind of feel a little real and authentic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like thinking of like the bulk and like when bulk kicks the chair from underneath jason like if that guy face planted the show's over right but, like, yeah 
he's able to catch himself and do it and like carry the scene on like it's normal. It's like this this would never happen today. Like I can't watch yes. a movie and it would be like all CGI. And I'm not saying like oh this is much better. Like no, obviously I want people to be safe. But I'm yeah. just saying like when you are like watching something that feels like it's it, it was in the early days of television and movies, like yeah. you can kind of appreciate that's like old kung fu films, it, you know, where yeah. like, they do their own stunts and you see them mm-hmm. do this long shot of action. You're like, okay, well, it feels real because I can see it, you know. Yeah, especially because like that's especially because it feels like they do take a lot of their own tumbles, right? Like, yeah, because that's yeah. usually the biggest thing that stunt people are involved in is like when you have to fall and stuff, and then it it cuts to like a close up of them like landing, right? So you can see their face, yeah. but like they just do it like in that scene with the 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 rope in like episode two or whatever, and Jason just rolls and falls in front of Trini, like. That's an accident waiting to happen. Like, exactly. <laughs> but like exactly. he was it was clearly it was clearly Austin St. John. Like you see his face and like he could have hit the weights or something. Like they it wasn't like it was a secure situation there. Yeah. There was a, like so it's it's it, it is there's a level of appreciation you can get for that element of just the fact that yeah, um they were doing it and part of one of the interviews I was watching, like, uh this was for the I don't want to spoil anything for a kill, but, like, future Rangers, um, Mm -hmm. part of the casting was that you need to either be a dancer, martial artist, or gymnast, or something like that. Because, like... Yeah, but even the original ones had to be... um, Yeah. Which, obviously, you could tell. But Mm -hmm. the thing, and I'm going to go off what you were saying, Nev, the thing with that is um, those guys were. So, at least they had that going for them. Bulk and Skull... We're not. Mm. And um, I don't, again, I don't want to, like, talk too much about what happens in later episodes, but there is a scene where Skull is on a horse and he gets chucked off the horse. You can't really see it because it's in the distance, but that actually is the actor getting chucked off the horse. He talks about it in interviews. And even the martial artists that were, um, that scene with Rollerblings that you were talking about, they didn't know how to do that before. They learned that day. Mm -hmm. And they're doing crazy stunts with those Rollerblades as well, like rolling downhill and whatnot. So it's just like, whoa. (laughs) There are a lot of expectations. The Wild West. I wonder if that was them skydiving. That was insane. Dude, I'm not buying that one. Rollerblading, skydiving. Skydiving, snowboarding, whatever weird... Who does that? Who doesn't snowboard as part of the... On that wild note, I think it's time we wrap it up. This has been episode three of Once a Ranger. I'm Minhas. And you are joined by Nick, Akil, and Nub, and we will see you next time. Take care. Woo! Once a ranger, always a ranger.